0: You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Greetings, beautiful people. Thank you for joining us for another amazing conversation here uh, in the African Father in America podcast. We are live streaming on YouTube, and we are also live streaming on Clubhouse. And today I have a really, really special guest uh you know i'm joined here by my wonderful brother uh william jackson who is an amazing educator william say hi to everyone who is joining us this morning please
1: hello greetings to everyone and we are so happy you're here
0: thank you excellent excellent i'm also happy that uh, we finally get to do this together it's been a okay. while uh, since since we, we we learned about each other around africa day last year and uh, I feel that it's, it's high time we, we, we started this new year uh, at this note of just re-engaging and reconnecting and doing great things together. So if you are meeting Brother William Jackson uh, for the first time, he's an educator, he's a virtual reality uh, certified educator, but he's also an advocate for STEAM education, and we will learn a lot more about how he got here. Uh, But for us to get started, we are going to begin with a Cameroonian proverb. Remember, every episode of the African Father in America podcast is grounded on African wisdom. And so our proverb today says that uh, a father can feed seven children, but seven children cannot feed a father. So I have uh, three nuggets of wisdom around this proverb that I'm going to share with you all. Uh, Just quickly here and then we are going to continue on with the show where we will go deeper into the work and the story of our brother and our our, our special guest today. So the first nugget of wisdom says that the power of working together, working together with family and community is essential for creating sustainable solutions and for providing uh, for those who are in need. Uh, second is that invest in family and community uh, this is uh, you know important because when we invest in each other uh, there's really nothing that can stop us you know that's how we build uh, prosperous families and prosperous communities uh, and you find that uh, people intentionally invest in each other have generations and generations of prosperity in their lineage. Uh, That's what this proverb is teaching us about. And then finally, this proverb is teaching us that we should support each other during hard times, you know. Uh, Coming together during hard times uh, shows people you care and also helps promote overall well-being uh, for generations. So remember, in January of 2023, this whole month, we will be talking about proverbs that, um, you know, are related to the kind of, Wisdom that we need uh, to support our children. They—they they, they are all proverbs around children, and how we can better support them, especially as we are beginning the year. So, um, I want to bring—you uh, know—your attention to my really, really special guest, uh, William Jackson. Uh, William, I want you to take a moment and just uh, introduce yourself a little further. You know, I already mentioned that you are a virtual reality certified educator you're also a steam educator and advocate for steam education but i feel that you know there's a little more to it and i want to give you space to quickly introduce yourself and then also talk about this proverb from cameroon that says that one father can feed seven children but seven children cannot feed one father thank you
1: well thank you for the opportunity and as you said we have been talking a little bit you know, since last year and that event, um, Africa Day was so phenomenal. Um, my wife, Aida, and I, we were so blessed to be able to participate and, you know, we made the commitment to, to do what we can um, as educators and, and even as parents, you know, to help facilitate, as you said, support uh, individuals like yourself and other groups that we work with um, that are um, supporting things that are going on in Africa. Um, I'm an educator of 33 years. I recently retired in August, and STEM and STEAM are profound ways of providing hands-on, uh, project-based learning for um, for students. And uh, a friend of ours, um, Dorothy, in South Africa, um, she mentioned uh, we work with her every once in a while um, that we have to stop doing what's called chalk and talk. Um, you can't talk about or lecture the students um, using a chalkboard. It has to be engaging, it has to be enriching, it has to be hands-on learning. And my wife and I, we (laughs) are real proponents to that as well. So as we are developing our content, developing our curriculum, we make sure that we take those elements, science, technology, engineering, arts, math, and now the metaverse and create uh, dynamic lessons that we can have in-person or either virtual. And using the technology allows us to expand um, our passion for helping. Actually, we're uh, teaching three areas in Africa, in uh, Nigeria with a group called Clever Minds uh, Academy, and that's in Wari, Nigeria, and also in Kenya. Outside of Nairobi, there's a group called uh, Sunflower Trust that we've been working with, and again, a a school uh, in uh, South Africa. So our commitment is strong. We have a passion. Uh, interesting enough, um, my wife recently did a DNA background and um, her family lineage goes back to Nigeria. And um, I'm going to do one as well to see how more we can be, you know, connected and, uh, and, and follow our history of our families. So it's such a blessing that, you know, using this different type of technology, we're able to make those connections.
0: It's amazing what technology can do if it's put into good use, you know, and uh, I just have a lot of, uh, you know, appreciation for you and your wife uh, for being educators and especially, you know, STEAM educators and virtual environment educators, uh, an area where I feel that we need more of our people, whether it's in the diaspora or Africa, to be much more engaged in. So I thank you for being a pioneer, really. Uh, But I want to welcome everyone who's watching on YouTube. And I want to invite you to make sure that you subscribe to the channel. Give this video a thumbs up and uh, also comment on this video. Uh, Those are actions that you can take quickly, but they really go a long way in building this platform as a formidable force where uh, it's safe and we continue nurturing uh, ancestral wisdom through this work that we are doing. Um, I want to, uh, you know, ask you, William, to speak a little bit about uh, a childhood story that inspires who you are today. This is a question I ask all my guests uh, here in the African Father in America podcast because, uh, you know, we didn't just show up here, but uh there are things that happened in our childhood that really inspire who we are today and if you listen to previous episodes of the podcast uh this is episode 319 so there are a lot of episodes that you can listen to and a lot of them i talk about in many of them i talk about my own story of when i was eight years old and how uh around that time my mother gave me a bicycle to distribute milk and bread in our community back in Kenya and how right. that was really the beginning of my understanding of what impact I could have in our community and so mm-hmm. uh I want to you know invite you to so speak about something that really drives who you are today that uh you know came about when right. you were still uh young
1: <laughs> yes sir well, I'm definitely young at heart. Uh, my wife could tell you that it's like just, you know, being engaged and active in the community. And it, and it leads back to, and interesting enough, when you talked about your, your mother, um, the same with me. My mom was a, a high school teacher, and she taught business. And um, when she was teaching, and I call it back in the day, during the, the 70s and 80s, she was teaching what was called shorthand. And basically, she taught in the business department in shorthand back during that time was one of the ways that uh, young people can get into careers right after high school. So shorthand in of, in of itself was a way of writing code and shorthand allow you to write um, dictation uh, as someone was doing a presentation or used in a courtroom or an illegal environment. So during that process, those would take shorthand and then they would go back and type the information um, on legal documents. But interesting enough, I watched my mom um, go from the transition of starting teaching shorthand to using uh, manual computers to uh, excuse me, manual typewriters to electric typewriters and eventually to computers. And what stands out in my mind was during that process, um, she was teaching myself and my brother and my sister this is the evolution of the world technology this is how the world is going to change and it's really important that um, we understand that process and uh, she would put myself and my brother my sisters to work by setting up her classroom over the summer as there were transitions going on from just shorthand to manual typewriters to electric typewriters to computers And being children at that time, we did not realize that she was preparing us for the world to come, the world of technology. But she saw it right then and right there as, okay, well, we're not doing things with pencil and paper anymore. We're moving to manually using typewriters. Then we're making that transition from manually typewriters to electric typewriters. So here you have these components of different types of technology and then eventually moving to computers, the IBM computers in the classroom. So as she was learning, she was teaching us as well. And she also had the expectation that we, as we learned, would teach her as well. And interesting enough, now being a esteemed teacher in public education, higher education, you know, you look back on the things that your parents try to teach you, and you see that they are constantly preparing you for the future. And, you know, as kids, you know, sometimes you don't listen, but then you think, well, they do have more experience they've been in this world longer than we have as parents so it's it's incumbent upon ourselves to really listen and pay attention so you know i I praise god for her and her wisdom and you know her knowledge as she was teaching us and preparing us for now because she set that wonderful foundation
0: That's that's incredible that's incredible you know we 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 only remember the value of of you know our parents our, our mothers especially uh when we are when we when we really don't have the opportunity to embrace them and hug them and make them feel uh that you know they've accomplished something and that's one of the things i wish i wish i learned earlier of all this great you know knowledge and wisdom and opportunity that uh you know my mother was imparting in me, and the positioning that she was doing her best in order for me to even survive, you know? Right. Um, yeah, so I, I really appreciate your your, your perspectives and your, your your comments and this beautiful story that you've shared with us. Uh, I want to thank everyone who's joining us on YouTube. I see Latina Phoenix and a number of other people comment so that we know that you are here with us right now. And if you're watching this video later on, also comment so that we know that you visited uh, and enjoyed the show today. And to everyone who is on Clubhouse, make sure you're sharing uh, the room and uh, you're also commenting so that we know that you are here with us right now. Uh, I'm hosting uh, my brother William Jackson, who is an educator. And I want you, William, to talk about virtual reality a little bit, you know. Uh, because virtual reality is not the most common way of educating people uh, globally, really. But it's the future, you know. And uh, I feel that this is an area where you are a certified educator, and you should just talk to us about your journey uh, also of being a STEAM educator. What are some of the, the work you've done? uh you know in the course of your career that really makes you proud that when you look back uh you know you really want to share with us today
1: right well you know i'm teaching over the years and most of the time had been in elementary school and i, I love the way you say when you look back and you know um, hindsight is twenty twenty. The the is because if you really realize what's going on as you go through this process you become more, you would become more appreciative. And all the years of elementary school, um, I'm an original health and physical education teacher. Uh, Let me say that. I started teaching off uh, PE at an elementary school. And one of the reasons I got into technology on a school base was uh, attending um, South Carolina State University because I'm a proud HBCU educator um seeing at that time in the 80s there wasn't that much technology going on at all and unless you were like maybe engineering or something like that there was some programming and I was looking for opportunities to continue to learn what my mom had passed down and taught us but I wanted to work in an environment where it was outside I was also an athlete so I, I ran track so I was like okay you know trying to decide what career did I want I said well I love being outside I don't want to be in the classroom. I'll teach PE, and but I took it in a different way. It wasn't just about sports. It was about preparing young people mentally for the challenges that they face or will face using sports. So getting them to build their self-esteem, getting them to learn their, um, their positive traits and abilities about themselves, um, supporting them and helping them mentally, and um, understanding their bodies physically, about eating healthy, drinking water. So all of those aspects. But during the course of one of the years, I was trying to think of a way to really um, excite my students to continue to keep them learning. And I went into one of the libraries at the elementary school I was at at the time. And my, uh, the uh, media specialist or librarian was saying, well, why don't you create certificates for your students to give it to them? And I had never thought about it. I said, You know, you can create certificates on the computer and do that. So she sat me down at an old uh, Apple IIe and showed me with this program how to make certificates. And it was just like, okay, so this is another element that I can use to inspire my students. And I wanted to learn more. And I started taking workshops, going to classes on my own, uh, taking workshops over the summer. Um, At that time, the Internet was slowly exploding. And I said, I wanted to learn as much as possible, but not only learn it myself, but teach other teachers. So I was blessed to, you know, do some wonderful things, attend conferences, um, attend workshops. And then I was asked to start teaching. So we're talking about, you know, small city in, in, in Florida, Palaca, in here, I'm a black male teacher. And the, the idea was, okay, that's all he's gonna do is PE. But in my mind, it was, this is something I can move beyond just teaching physical education. I still loved it, but I I like to say I got bit by the technology bug and, um, had the chance to do workshops, work with conferences, speak more and more. So I made that transition from teaching physical education into teaching technology. And a lot of people, you know, used to ask me, well, why don't you go into coaching? And, um, in my mind, you know, the Lord didn't have my direction as far as coaching sports but being a technology coach as far as being uh, a teacher of technology and helping people learn and understand how to implement and, and use those tools. And it's been a wonderful journey. I've been to several middle schools, uh, uh, mostly elementary. I've taught in higher education here in, uh, in Florida, teaching teachers how to use technology. I've been blessed to actually work with NASA as well at a local college, Edward Waters College, which is a uh, now a university teaching technology uh, with NASA to teachers. So learning and guiding and and having that mindset of this is our community and it's incumbent upon us, those that have the knowledge like yourself, what you're doing with this program to teach others and pay it forward. And um, I've been blessed having my wife who has the same passion um, and she's on Latina Phoenix, to, uh, to share this journey with us as well. And we speak at WordCamp conferences, um, nationally and globally. And as I was saying before, our passion is to teach more and more on the continent of Africa and Central America and other places that need this um, blessing of knowledge because this is where the world is moving to. And interesting enough, it relates to the proverb too, because um fathers and men uh, we are accountable and responsible to teach you know not just to teach our our physical children or our, our each generation but the children around us so whether you have seven children or 70 children or 700 um we are held accountable and responsible to teach and share our knowledge and to be mentors to those children around us and um sometimes it is Challenging, facing maybe the lack of resources, but God has blessed us with talents and skills and abilities that we can, you know, provide effective and positive change. But also, we have to remember that um, fathers and men we network and work together to build our community. So not only we are we the protectors of our community, but we are the mentors. Uh, we also are the nurturers. We are the uh, uh, creative. Mindset as well, uh, interesting enough, we as men like to have fun with our kids. So even through games and sports and activities, we teach them um, how to have fun. We teach them how to collaborate. We teach them how to work together. Uh, we do it a little bit different than moms, um, but you know it's still effective and um, we have a good time doing it. And technology in virtual reality is just one of those areas that's expanding and exploding. Um, As you mentioned, we're certified VR teachers with Victory XR using the Engage platform. And that is exploding now because those curriculums are so immersive and dynamic that you go in as an avatar and you have your environment and you are able to um, use graphics and music and sounds to make the learning more enriching. And it's almost um, describing it as, as being a storyteller in an environment that it's 360 degrees of an immersive environment where you can share dynamic stories as a teaching tool to get students' attention, but have them engaged and have them doing things virtually as avatars. And uh, and I have to admit, in the beginning, I was kinda sorta you know, interested in it um, as a STEAM teacher, but teaching that science and that technology, that engineering, arts, and math, was a basis and a foundation for a while and my wife was telling me about you know have you heard of these environments in the metaverse have you heard of these environments in infiniverse and all these immersive spaces and we've learned a lot about it as you say on clubhouse so we were on multiple clubhouse rooms talking about tech and learning about tech learning about the metaverse and how we can apply it um, to teach young people but not only to teach young people but teach um, adults as well, because their careers are moving to these spaces and these places that are on different environments on the metaverse. And and it's just great to be able to communicate. And sometimes it's called um, Zoom on steroids, because you are yourself, but you are an, an, an immersive um, avatar that can walk and talk and meet. And there's just so many opportunities now to learn and, and teach them and be engaged in those lessons. And I I thank my wife, I was, you know, joke with her. You know, I used to say, I don't need to do this. You know, I'm already doing too much. I'm already doing a lot now. But she was like, come on, honey, you can do this. It'll be fun. Get involved and get engaged. And um, once I really got involved and hooked, um, we are so blessed to be able to have classes online and and work with so many people. So now we have uh, what's called have Oculus will travel. So we have several Oculus. And here in Florida, we travel and we teach um, at schools how to use the Oculus, um, the immersive environments, um, the careers that are being developed and guided by virtual reality. Mm-hmm. And um, not to put down any, any companies, but um, when Facebook merged to Meta, yes that is one component of the metaverse but there are hundreds of metaverses and um, africa is one of the fastest growing continents and the nations in africa are growing rapidly to provide immersive learning experiences and environments on the metaverse because it's able to connect across boundaries and borders across the continent and Africans are more and more able to collaborate and communicate with each other to build businesses, to be entrepreneurs, to expand, you know, their educational opportunities. And it's just, what a, it's, it's a wonderful blessing to be able to be a part of that and have these conversations and share our knowledge and skills.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I wanted to ask you how your experience, uh, collaborating uh, with, uh, you know, other educators and teaching Uh, you know, our brothers and sisters back in Africa from, you know, from the diaspora uh, and you just answered my next question. So uh, I'll connect with you after the show and just learn a little more, uh, you know, in depth about some of the work that you continue doing in the continent. For now, I want to, you know, I want to bring on, uh, you know, Stella and brother Arthur on the stage on Clubhouse to contribute their voices to our conversation. Uh, Before that, I just quickly want to give a shout out to Dr. Wiles who is joining us. Uh, Thank you for being here. And uh, I see Fred, I see Lavender and Nene and Rookie and Kay and Lara. Happy New Year to all of you. Uh, Thank you for being here. Make sure you share the Clubhouse room. And also if you go to the top of the Clubhouse room, you will see the link to the YouTube live stream. We are live right now with uh, William Jackson, and uh, you can join us there. Uh, thank you again, Brother Art, and uh, Latina, Latina Phoenix for being there with us. Uh, you know, I'm just so grateful. Um, I want to come to you, Stella, just briefly. Share with us where you're joining us from in this moment, what today's uh, proverb means to you, and if you have any comment to my guest, this is a good time to share it. The proverb is from Cameroon. And it says that one father can feed seven children, but seven children cannot feed one father. Thank you so much.
2: Hi, Simon. Uh, hello, everyone.
0: Hello. This
2: is Stella from Kenya. And I'm glad that I'm here today. Uh, this proverb from Cameroon is an interesting one because... Uh, I think to me it it has just that literal meaning because literally uh, our parents can take care of all of us like they put us under their wings just the same way chicken take care of their chicks they safely keep them under their wings but all the chicks cannot keep their mom in their the the mother the mother hen <laughs> under their wings. So uh, it's true, and I think it's it's also it's also part of nature and it's natural. But then again, uh, the proverb goes ahead to remind us that when we come together, then great things right. can happen. So I love it so much, and uh, it has a very deep meaning. And also I also want to thank our guest today, Jackson, for joining us and sharing uh, with us his story that is so inspiring and uh, beautiful. Otherwise, thank you so
0: much. Excellent. Thank you, Stella, for your continued support. Uh, and uh, as you were speaking, I was reminded of teachers, really, because mm-hmm. Uh, similar to what this proverb says about fathers and the number of people that fathers or parents in general can take care of, teachers take care of hundreds of children every day, and it's always similar to the analogy of uh, the the mother, uh, you know, the mother hen and how she takes care of her little chicks and covers them with their with their wings. Teachers also do that on a day-to-day basis, and sometimes. A lot of the time, I'm amazed by how you know. I only have three daughters, but teachers have you know, you know. In one class, uh, one of my daughters goes to a class of like 40 something students. You know, in Kenya, I used to see teachers who have like 120 students. You know, Mm. and they know them by name, their birthdays, and uh, their moods and everything. So it's just incredible. So a big shout out to all the teachers out there. Now, Brother Earth, share with us also where you're joining us from, what today's proverb means to you, and uh, any comments to Mr. Jackson, who is our guest today. Thank you.
3: Gratitude. Uh, Peace and love, family. Uh, Greetings, everyone. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's always a good way to start my day with the uh, uplifting stories and the uh, positive energy here and and as far as from the conversation two things that stood out from the conversation to me is uh how he made the point of how important evolution is you know he, he went through all the phases from the manual typewriter to the electric to the computer he was willing to adapt and um oftentimes we resist change but uh, he was able to uh, embrace change and not, you know, be labeled just a teacher. I mean, a PE teacher. But he was ready to expand into technology. You know, always embracing something new, and that's uh, very uh, powerful and inspiring. And as far as the proverb goes, what I add to the uh, to that is, uh, you know, yesterday I read something from the Holy Quran, and it says. Uh, The being that thou has produced it is thy duty to support and you know how they say uh you know any any child you make you're responsible for supporting it but the children don't ask to be here so you know it's very important that you do any and everything for them um that you can and um You know, you shouldn't expect your children to take care of you or or be able to support you. But if and when they get to a point where they can, let's look at that just as a blessing. And um, understanding that the first relationship anyone has uh, is with their parents. And oftentimes uh, when one has a dysfunctional relationship with a parent, um, it can cause them to have uh, multiple dysfunctional uh, relationships throughout their life. This right. weekend, I was just so happened to watch the James Brown movie, Get Up On It, uh, mm-hmm. with um, Chadwick Bozeman as James Brown. Anyway, his mother ended up abandoning him. And when she abandoned him, he seen her when he was a little peewee, and he was like, mama, mama, you know me. And she right. ended up disowning him. So after he had got famous and got money, she came back and wanted to see you. You know what I mean? Right. He gave her money to support her, and uh, he told his, his buddy to make sure you, even though after she leaves, make sure you take care of. So, right. you know, um, it, it was even in his heart to support his mother, even though she abandoned him. And I just wanted to add that there. But uh, peace and love, gratitude for all that you do, Simon. And belated happy birthday to you as well as Latoya
0: Lavender. Peace and love, family. Peace and love uh, to you, Brother Art, and uh, thank you for your consistency and for your continued support. Now I want to thank everyone again who is joining us on YouTube. Uh, just remember to comment on today's conversation and uh, give this video a thumbs up and also uh, share this video with your community members if there's something uh inspiring and moving that you've had during this conversation make sure you share it so that we share the blessing and the love that is being spread through this uh video and then um if you are on clubhouse uh, make sure you're following me on on there because that's one of the ways that when we go live you can catch me Mm -hmm. and you can join this beautiful community that we are building uh, remember, we are here every Monday to Friday, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And whenever we come here, we know that we are making our ancestors proud because we, we dissect these beautiful words of wisdom and uh, hopefully learn something important out of each episode. So now, uh, my brother William, I want you to share with us, just uh, in summary, what is it that you had, Stella and Brother Earth share that moved you and then share with us how we can stay connected with you and how we can support the amazing work that you're doing
1: well I, I just wanted to um, make a quick comment on what he shared uh, and it takes me back uh, a few years when I was reading a lot of information and even listening on YouTube about um, brother Malcolm X and his life and there there are several lessons um, that we can learn from that. One of them I'd like to share is, um, as teachers and as parents, we have to be careful what we feed into the children um, in their lives by our words, deeds, and actions. Because you know, during his transition early in his life, you know, we see the things that his his parents did in the community, and they were Garveyites, and they and they followed uh, Marcus Garvey and his teachings building community, the value of education, um, their spiritual being, their their understanding of, you know, God and our connection, but also the the foundation that was set not just with Brother Malcolm, but with his siblings as well. And there's a a story um, in his autobiography, and and I'm sure people are aware of it, that when he was in school, um, the teacher had asked all the students, what did they want to be when they grew up? um and his story was he wanted to be an an attorney so he could help others in the legal system because even at that time he had the mindset of what is the best way to help the people around me in my community unfortunately the teacher um told Malcolm that because he was a little black boy um he would not be able to achieve that goal and he needed to find something else to do um and that, that really deflated his self-esteem and that turned his eyes from wanting to do something positive to causing a lot of chaos and confusion in his life and as the brother was saying before um, we have to be careful what we feed into our children and even during you know conflict and even during strife you know in our relationships We shouldn't feed negativity of any kind in our children's lives or our family members. It should always be positive. We should always remember the forgiveness and the love that we have for each other and constantly build our communities. Um, My wife and I, we are constantly talking about how can we empower young people? What can we feed into them that's positive and building them up? Even um, in the classroom at times, I had challenging students but I wanted to make sure that they understood that as a teacher and a parent, a black male teacher, you know, I recognized them as who they are, whether they were black, Hispanic, white, uh, Haitian, Puerto Rican, Cuban, whatever. But to embrace their culture, embrace their their heritage in a positive way. And I was there to support them. So we have to constantly remember that because I'm sure we remember people. That have said positive and negative things in our lives and how we reacted to each of those. So it's real important that our mouths, the words, can bring life and death as it is, as it is stated in scripture. And even in the Muslim um, religion and Christian religion and other religions, you know, it is always the concept we have to feed positive energy and, and blessings into the young people in our lives. And we have to make sure that we are willing to work together and put aside our personal agendas because, you know, in the world that we are now, we're in a global economy that more and more is influenced by AI, VR, XR. So we have to, as Black people, as people of the diaspora, to help our children grow because they are facing a lot of challenges and still a lot of stereotypes, you know, and and just... The negativity that they see sometimes in technology that represents them, but they have to have people such as yourself, Simon, and my wife and myself and brother that spoke and those that are listening um, to be positive energy and continue to be teachers, not just seven, but 70 or 700 or 7000 because it, it does pay it forward
0: that's true that's true thank you again uh for your wonderful and powerful words uh and time today how can everyone who is listening and watching stay connected with you and also support the work that you do
1: oh thank you very much well you can find my wife and i aida um our uh, brands are unique Uh, my brand is my quest to teach so i'm my quest to teach on twitter my quest to teach on instagram Um, My blog is My Quest to Teach. I also blog on um, a platform called AfricaOnTheBlog.org. And I try to make sure um, each week, you know, I post content and information related to Africans being on the metaverse, using technology, applying different learning strategies. And I want to give a big shout out to my wife, Aida. Um, Her brand is Love Built Life. So she's Love Built Life on Twitter, Love Built Life on Instagram. Um, so we encourage people to reach out to us and uh, we're available to do workshops virtually and in person and share our story and our background and just continue to encourage people, um, you know, about their their God-given talents and abilities and use that technology. And if you are have that artistic um, zeal within you, artists are very, very important in this world of technology. We cannot function or live without artists. And remember where all of this came from, Mother Africa, because without Mother Africa, this world would not be where it is today. And we cannot deny our heritage and our background that even with this level of technology we have today, it all originated in Mother Africa. And we have to remember that and share that with the world.
0: Beautiful, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, brother William Jackson. Uh, William is joining us from the east coast of the U.S. where it's quite sunny. And uh, I'm in the west coast of the U.S. where currently it's winter. It's a little cold. uh, And, uh, you know, we've been here for almost an hour. It's time for us to wrap up. But I want to share with you all who are watching on YouTube. If you go to the description of this video, there are so many resources that you can take advantage of. Uh, you know there are resources about how we produce this show, uh, the platforms that we use. There are resources of how we edit. Uh, you know some of the content uh, that we edit out of this show. Uh, there are so many resources we want you to take advantage of. But I also want you to stay connected with me. So follow me on all social media platforms, especially Instagram and Twitter. My handle is at okelojavan. Thank you again, William, for taking the time and, you you know, book another episode, book another conversation for us to go deeper into, um, you know, Lavender Toya, who is part of our team, suggested that we bring you back and uh, have you talk about AI, you know, so uh you know feel free to do the booking as soon as you can for the ai related conversation but with that uh, we've come to the end of our time together today i thank you fred and everybody else uh Kay and lara and rocky of course lavender and brother earth and stella for yeah. being here with us and uh latina La- La- latina phoenix and uh everybody who is on uh, youtube thank you again so much uh, have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you, my brother William. I appreciate you. you.
1: All right, God bless everyone.
0: Many blessings. African Father in America. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon kelo live from Seattle, Washington, USA.